Hello, welcome to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a weekly podcast exploring the lives and minds of theatre practitioners in and around the New Zealand performing arts industry. I am your host, James Shearer. Today, I am joined by performer, teacher, director, and my oldest friend in the industry, Caleb Brown. I first met Caleb during the rehearsal process for NYTC's My Son Pinocchio. We became fast friends and have remained close despite living in different cities. Caleb joins the podcast to talk about his time at NYTC. We discuss his studies in documentary filmmaking, and we get an insight into Caleb's dreams to grow the New Zealand theatre community by inspiring young people as a primary school teacher. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, enjoy a conversation with Caleb on Broadway and other Kiwi dreams. Hey Caleb, how's it going? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Yeah, great. Good. How's isolation treating you? Isolation? Uh, it's been definitely been tough. Just it's you just want to go out and I I miss work. I'm it's like we've got such a great team um, there and it's an easy job selling sunglasses and being able to go see friends and go out and have lunch with them. And I mean even unis where some of my friends are and we usually catch up there and not being able to see them is kind of weird but I'm enjoying the time off um getting to do more stuff like been recording some videos singing getting my kind of um my cv up for uh performing and getting all my kind of broadway songs and musical songs ready to go just in case audition and trying to find Mm pop songs because a lot of auditions like pop songs so totally. trying to find all that and yeah just trying to build up more stuff to when i come out i can actually go out into the world and audition more which i haven't done for like a year i think mm. no half a year i think was the last audition that which is cool because uh, it's hard to be productive in a time like this where it's everything is yeah. all about the disease and all about um staying at home that's so absolutely it's good yeah. to have I mean, something to work for i mean i mean even if it's like i know some of my friends are working out more because now they've got time and you know they're getting in shape which is great um Mm. and you know people are painting learning instruments learning new stuff which i think is perfect time to do it catching up on netflix and all that good (laughs) stuff helps out you know yeah super productive catching up on netflix (laughs) yeah netflix is the most important part yeah totally come on now (laughs) so that's how i live my day you know so this being a theatre podcast, uh, primarily, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what is your favourite musical? Oh, uh, easy. Off the bat, Phantom of the Opera. Boom. Oh, Don't nice. have to give it a second thought. I, when I went to New York, my dad was like, what's the one musical you want to see? Because we were only there for two days, so we could only <laughs> see one. And without like skipping to me, I was like, Phantom of the Opera, book it now. <laughs> And yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, it was great to see it on Broadway. Incredible. Absolute favorite. Did you see that? Are they going to post it on YouTube? I did, and I'm very excited. Like, I still remember watching it and like in the theater and getting to relive it will be absolutely great. I'm I'm enjoying mm. it. Um, like all the stuff that Andrew Lloyd Webb has been doing, like on his Facebook page yeah. and all that stuff. He is he's a mastermind and an incredible person. So I'm enjoying everything that he's, he's been a, doing. He's a gift to humanity. He really is. Honestly, I was talking to mum about it. I was like, he is, in my opinion, probably the best 
musical composer and all that kind of stuff. He is mm. just absolutely incredible. And if we lose him, I'll be in tears for weeks. Sure. Yeah. By the time this is released, the video won't be there anymore. But I mean, it was there. It was really it was good. There. <laughs> if you saw it, uh, well, yeah. uh, good. No, it's not. <laughs> good on you. You did it. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Kiwi Dreams to yeah. start the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I thought of another musical that I really love. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw it twice when I was down in Auckland, School of Rock. That's mm. my one of my other favourites. Mm-hmm. Also, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes. Uh, not biased or anything. Um, not biased. Yeah. Both incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, I was lucky enough to see it twice. Lucky enough to see it both times for free. I know people. I know people in the biz, you know. <laughs> know people in the biz. So. I got contacts. <laughs> I've got contacts with people. Uh, yeah. And I mean, we got to meet the person that produced it, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. She was cool. She was really incredible. She kind of was like, you know, with the kids, we do like schooling for them. We do all this kind of stuff. And it's like one time they did their schooling session on the stage in like the, the seats and desks that they use for the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just get to do schooling on the civic stage. Same old thing. No big deal. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of school and stuff, obviously I know you performed it in the NYTC, which, mm-hmm, if you don't mm-hmm. know, is the Nat- National Youth Theatre Company in Auckland. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that soon. But did you perform mm-hmm. like as a younger kid before you did... In what do you see? Um, I I remember performing in my primary production of Rats, the musical. Don't know if it, many people know. Is it a parody of Cats or is it? No, no, oh, it's, it's about um, <laughs> it's about the Pied Piper. Great. Like just getting rats out of the thing, and there were I can't remember the role that I played, but I was like with the king or something and i said a total of maybe five lines do you remember those lines absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) oh wait i remember pie piper said like a knock knock joke and i was like who's there that was one of my lines nice classic very important very important yeah um i did choirs and stuff um Mm -hmm. i auditioned for both years for intermediate productions but i've been thinking about it recently I realized that the person that ran the auditions and casted it was in charge of the the sports program, like the sports program of the school. So she just casted all the sports people. (laughs) And I was like, they're not good. I'm sorry. It sounds mean. I apologize. But like, they were not good. And I was kind of like, okay, Mm -hmm. but I didn't do high school. I was going to, and then I injured my leg seriously, so I couldn't do the dance audition, which you had to do. Mm. Um, so I didn't get to do it. But other than that, NYTC has been my main theatre um, mm. company that I've been with. Um, I've just joined APA, which is Auckland Performing Arts Academy. Yeah, APA. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we're yeah they've recently new. I think they they started last year. Mm. so it's it's pretty new but yeah now i'm with them so yeah i've kind of gone away from nytc but i'll always come back and see shows yeah, totally. and help out 
whenever I can. Yeah. So yeah, those two are my mains. Did you have any other arts at people in the family? I think my one of my cousins, she did dance. My grandmother sung when she was younger. My my mum and my two aunties did choirs when they were at school, but no one really did kind of musical theatre the way that I've done it. I'm kind of the the first one. My one of my younger cousins, um, she wants to get into performing arts, um, which is great. So it's not just me, because mm-hmm. um, everyone's like at Christmas, Caleb sing. I'm like, no, <laughs> someone else too, please. I don't want to sing again. I've sung about for ten minutes now. I yeah. don't want to do it anymore. Um, so trying to get her into it. Um, yep. But yeah, it's mainly been me, which is I kind of like it because mm. it's not really like a like everyone's real different. No one does the exact same thing. And me being like, I perform. Everyone's like, oh, you know, that's. Yeah, he's totally. the he's the dramatic one of the family. I'm like fair, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, no, only really me. Um, but I know if I have children, they're going to be performing whether they like it or not. Nice, and they're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. You're going to be on Broadway, and you're going to like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like it, too bad. You're living my dream right about yeah. now. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Being that you're the only performer in the family or in your immediate mm-hmm. family, how mm-hmm. did you find out about MITC? Like, how did that come about? I didn't go straight into doing their onstage shows. I did right. their um, holiday program, All Stars, mm-hmm. which, yeah, so I started that and it was because of my family friends. I don't, remember, I don't know if you remember Claudia Nixon mm-hmm. from a long time ago. Yeah, so yeah. I've known them my whole life and they've they'd been doing it for years and mum kind of wanted me out of the house you know because i was doing nothing so yeah yeah i signed up for that and i was kind of like you know i like performing but it's a bit weird like i don't know if i want to do it i got there and then yeah i absolutely loved it straight away and Mm -hmm. we were like okay we need a book for the next holidays because they filled up really fast yeah when i first did it i did that for about two years and then I went on to their onstage productions um so yeah ever since then it's kind of just been every year been doing it with them and mm. um got to work for them uh last show which was cool so yeah um kind of worked my way up from doing holiday program on stage to interning and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah so what what age were you when when you started oh golly I think I was uh 10 10 or 11 yeah no yeah 10 so i've been doing i'd been doing it for like 11 plus years which is kind of crazy to think (laughs) yeah it's 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 yeah i mean compared i mean i talked to some of the kids when we did wizard of oz last show and i was like yeah i've been doing it for 11 years they're like you've been doing it longer than i've been alive and i'm like (laughs) make me feel old i'm only 22 but dang um but yeah so a very long time and yeah loved it absolutely loved it and always went back that's half half your life yeah it's kind of kind of crazy to think about it like that Mm. like when you put into the perspective of like age i'm kind of like yeah that's a bit nuts that i've been doing it for so long but i mean there's some people there that have been doing it for like coming up 15 years Mm. that they've been um been going and it's kind yeah. of like i mean it's great how loyal they've been um mm-hmm. 
but they also they also do so many different stuff like people that have been there for so long yeah well that's the thing it's a great starting point for a lot of performers and even if you don't go into performing as a career it's it's an awesome thing to be able to do and to grow yourself as a human yeah i i yeah i always remember how they always said you know that the main thing that they do is build confidence mm. and i mean i've seen some kids come to the first rehearsal bawling their eyes out don't want to be here yeah and by the end of it everyone is you know they're friends with everyone they're having the, the most amazing time and they've they've come up going you know i'm so excited to do the next one and I've had so many parents come up to not just me, but the other staff when I was on and, you know, saying how much their kids grown and, you know, they were always quiet at, at school or in um, doing other things. And now they're the life of the party, which is incredible. I mean, I was like those kids where it's like, I didn't want to go, didn't know how I was going to feel and coming out of it, loving it. I'm just definitely wouldn't be where I am without it um, mm. confidence wise and kind of, being the person I am, I'd probably still be doing some weird things, I know, but now studying teaching, I'm kind of like, I wouldn't be studying teaching if I didn't do theatre with NYTC. Sure. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a great starting point. I would recommend people who have kids that aren't so confident or anyone, even if they're teenagers and they're not so confident, do theatre because everyone there is weird. I mean, it's it's the best place to be yourself and not you mm. won't be judged for who you are because we're all going on stage playing different characters and doing different things i think it's the best starting point for someone to grow as a person yeah and i think it's great that it's not like you don't have to be good at performing to do it exactly it's like there's no audition process you just yeah pay the fee and you get in which i think is as we said is their kind of business model is it's about doing the shows and everything, but it's not just, it's not exactly. about performing. It's about growing as a person. Uh, yeah. I think um, having, not having that audition kind of process to get into the cast, mm -hmm. I think it's one of the best things because I mean, you could have a bad day on an audition, you know, you might be a little bit yeah, sick. Totally. Um, you might be a little bit nervous and the nerves come out, you know, come over you and all that stuff. And then, you know, something goes on, they're like, oh, sorry, you know, it's just not what we're looking for. But in reality, you could be this incredible singer, dancer or actor that, you know, you just had a bad day. Mm. And that's what I like about having the two round auditions as well. I think it's really cool that because I never really auditioned first round. I was always a little bit nervous. Mm. Um, but when you see who they've cast and see what they want, then I would always go to second round being like, cool, this is what they want. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to portray it my own way. And I think it's really cool. And I know that there are some theater companies in New Zealand that you've got to audition, but I I feel like they know that, that they can work with those kids if they've had that bad day, or if they're a little bit nervous, they can work with those kids to build that confidence, which I think is also good. But yeah, I like that there's no audition process to get into a lot of these theater companies, which is really cool. So that uh, leads us to when I joined Mm -hmm, which was mm -hmm. Disney's My Son Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. Which what was a show the, to join. The story of Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. What a show. I think I'm right in saying this. is You were my one of my first friends in that area, sort of you and Cole. Absolutely. And I think during the lead camp was when I yeah. kind of remember our friendship kind of blossoming. Yeah. I, I still remember, actually, I was thinking about it today. The when we did auditions mm. and 
how they normally got us to sing the song all together and then would go up one at a time. Mm-hmm. I still remember this vividly. I'm very embarrassed by it. And we all sung it. And then I think you might have been first or they asked you to go I think first. I was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I didn't hear that we were doing it individually. So you went up and started singing and then <laughs> I started singing as loud as I could. And I was like, oh. And I was like, that guy's going to be my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy that just that just overtook my audition. He's going to be, become my first friend here. Yeah. No, it was hilarious. But yeah, I feel like camp's the best place to make friends for NYTC, especially because you're there for what two nights yeah for those that for those that don't know mytc does a camp and you go away for three days and you stay the night and you do rehearsals and everything yeah it's kind of where you kind of get a lot of it done like especially the Mm. dances and the scenes you get a lot done because you know you're doing it from nine in the morning to like five five thirty at night yeah it's it's pretty intensive it's very intensive and they also only really bring the the lead cast, the extension dancers, and the oldest group now. Yeah. Um, and then, like, if if there's some little kids, um, they'll bring them for the Sunday just yeah. to work on the stuff, um, which I think is a good idea because it is very tiring. Mm. Um, and for a little kid, they need they need some more sleep than we do. We can work off a of four four hours sleep, and they need at least ten. I mean, yeah. they've got their balls of energy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely camp. And then, yeah, kind of just grew from there. And then we did, because you did All-Stars once or I twice. Did it, uh, yeah, I did it once. I think that, yeah. that first year. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was in the break between Pinocchio and then we did Greece. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think we definitely became closer there. And ever since then, we've just been great friends. Oh. So great. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, long it's, time though. It's that old thing of like your best friends, even if you don't see them often, you're still best friends when, when you come together again. And that's like us in a nutshell. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, when you moved down to Christchurch for NASDA, I mean, I saw you, what, like four, two, three times a year? Yeah. And I mean, it was like, and, it was like we saw each other yesterday, you know what I mean? And it's yeah, kind totally. of like, yeah, I, I definitely think... Yeah, having those kind of friendships, even if it's from theatre, sports, or whatever, you're going to, when you get them young, you'll always continue them. You always carry that mm-hmm. those friendships on. It's such you know? a personal thing to be, to perform in general. Yeah. And the people that are around you get to hear you sing and get to, you know, listen to you grow as a person. So I think that yeah. that's part of the reason why the friendships that you make there are so strong. Yeah, I, I feel like you definitely see the other person in the worst of times mm-hmm. and then the best of times. Yeah. I mean, I remember Pinocchio, one of my shows, my voice just decided to crack on the high notes of, of my songs. <laughs> yeah. And I came back just so depressed mm-hmm. and just so down. But then everyone was like, you know, it's fine. Like we all done it, but we're yeah. like, you're going to be fine the next show. And the next show I was, and it mm-hmm. was great to have, people support me when I was especially down. And I mean, cause I mean, everyone's had those, had those days and performing. I mean, we've all cracked. We've all forgotten lines. We've all, you know, messed up a dance move. Yeah. And when someone else does it, we can relate to them. So it's not like, Oh, it was okay. Like we know how it feels yeah. and we can, yeah. we can give the advice like, 
you know what you're doing. You were just a bit nervous. You're sweet. It's, everyone knows that you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, no one else can tell you that you can't. It's empathy, not sympathy. Exactly. Mm. It, it, like, I think that's, I think that's really key. I remember doing it and I came out and some of the audience was like, oh, I'm like, that's all right. You're, you know, it was good. Like, don't worry. But in my head, I'm like, they don't really mean it. Yeah, you don't you know, know what I mean? And like, I remember one time I came backstage and someone was like, what was that? I was like, my voice crack. And they're like, yeah, I gotcha. I was yeah. like, perfect. I don't, yeah, I don't need to hear. That was right. That was okay. You were fine. I need to hear. <laughs> they're like, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. You can do better. Yeah. Now do better. And yeah. I'm like, cool. I will. I promise. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it's a huge part being able to uh, empathize with other people with that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, so we touched on before about me going to NASDA and mm-hmm. I remember I was helping you with your photography assignment. I, we were in your classroom at your school mm-hmm. and I got the call that I had got into NASDA. Yes, that's so right. I, I, I remember stepped, that. I stepped outside and it was Angela Johnson, head of NASDA. Yeah. You've got into NASDA. So you were the first person who knew that I was so going so to NASDA in the whole world. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I remember um, being like, why is he? Okay, that was weird that he just walked out on like yeah. a phone call. It must have been important. And then when you came in, you told me, I remember just being so ecstatic for you. I just mm-hmm. being like, yeah, he did it. I yeah, remember. Man. But then I was also like, but he's leaving. <laughs> Don't leave me. Don't like, leave. Yeah, I, I think it was... It was such a cool thing to be able to be there, be the first one. I don't know. I was the first one. I thought you would have called at least your parents. No, I didn't have time. I had to, had to finish the photography assignment. <laughs> <laughs> had to finish my board, which got me like 14 credits. Yeah. But I changed the idea two weeks before it was due. I remember on the Monday back from when we had class, my teacher was like, you're lucky to have that friend of yours because he was really good. I was like, I know. Hence why I got him to do it with me. Because <laughs> I, I would have been trashed by myself. Because, um, I mean, what you did photography for ages and you're always good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, little little artsy James, eh? Yeah. And now I'm unemployed. Woo! <laughs> but, hey, you're doing a podcast, um, you know, about theatre in New Zealand performing, which I think is great. It's I great. Mean, I love the idea. It's bloody great. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You know. For any Scottish people <laughs> listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, team. I apologize. <laughs> I'm part Scottish, so it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm allowed to. I'm sorry. I'm allowed to do it, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. So back to theatre. Back to the theatre, of course. What is your dream role to play that you haven't played already? Is it Phantom? It is Phantom. Nice. The reason behind Phantom, I feel like any kid that's ever done any theatre knows the Phantom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any whether they kid. like it or not, they know. Yeah, the role. I mean, if if they hate the musical, they know who he is. It's just so iconic, like a guy yeah. in a half mask. It's just such an iconic image, and and also it's the image of theatre itself, like the two masks. Yes. Oh, look at you with the symbolism look there, James. Golden nuggets on the. Broadway Ooh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was like one of the first kind of musicals I saw 
it just stuck mm. with me. So, you know, till I was now 22, I think I first watched it when I was about five. I think I've got the original movie from back in the day. I've got the performance that they did in, on the West End, I believe, for like the 25-year anniversary or something like that. I've sung all the songs, got to see it on Broadway, paid lots of money for the uh, the program. And nice. I also bought uh, went to a Broadway shop across the road and it had a um, the music box that he has, the monkey one. Mm-hmm. I bought the little one. I could have bought the, the real size one, but that was, wasn't going to fit in my bag. I have the cup that they give you when you take in a drink into the theater. I've got all these things. So it's like definitely a role that I absolutely want to play. And going back to my other favorite musical, I want to be Joey Finn from School of Rock. Mm-hmm. You'd be awesome in that role. It would just let me go crazy. Yeah. Like that's what I want to do. But they're two polar opposite roles. Mm, totally. You know what I mean? Their presence is felt differently where Joey Finn is very comedy and very out there, but Phantom, he could say nothing, but you know that he's there. Yeah. Like, you know that he's doing something without even saying, he could stand still, say nothing, and you know that he's watching something or he's planning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would love to do Joey Finn just to go absolutely bonkers, but I cannot play guitar. So if anyone out there is wanting to do School of Rock, doesn't have a Joey Finn, let me know. I'll learn guitar for you. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, years and years of practice. I'll do it in two months if I have to. I promise. Yeah. So just to play that yeah. role. Yeah. What are your ones? I don't know your ones. My dream role. Mm-hmm. I have two. One um, of them I probably couldn't play. Okay. And one of them I probably could play. The one that I couldn't play is probably couldn't play is Donkey. Why not? Because he's usually a person of color. <laughs> That is true. That's, and that's true. That's just because Eddie Murphy played him in the movie. <laughs> the other one is Evan Hansen. Ah, loving yeah. it. Evan Hansen. I was jamming out to some Sincerely Me this morning. Nice. Love a bit Classic. of uh, singing the Connor Murphy part, though. Oh, it's, yeah. easy, it's easier to sing. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier to sing for me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love that. I wasn't with me for some of the musicals. I always listen to the months after everyone has. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, even I with Hamilton, yeah, Hamilton, everyone was right, like raving about it. Everyone knew the lyrics. And I was like, I haven't listened to it. And then I listened yeah. to it and I'm like, love it. I know all the lyrics now. I know all the songs. And it was the same with Evan Hansen. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the same with yeah. me for Hades Town. Like that is my favorite musical at the moment. Yeah. And it's a great musical. I had heard about it for probably like a year before I actually yeah. listened to it. And when yeah. I did, I was like, why haven't I heard this before? Yeah. It's, it's such a different musical. Totally. And I think the same about uh, Beetlejuice as well. I listened mm-hmm. to Beetlejuice pretty, pretty soon as it came out because I loved the movie and I was like, yeah. it's going to be great. Um, and with Alex Brightman in it, yeah, being the original Dewey Finn for yeah. Broadway, I was mm-hmm. like, I need it's to listen to it. Yeah, so that was great. Very sad that it closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that you know bought the tickets for the last performance didn't get to see it when it closed just because of coronavirus and um i think it's really sad for the actors who didn't know that they'd had their closing night exactly you know like Like, it it goes back to performing that something could have gone wrong you know and the next night they would have done it differently or done it better and they don't get the chance to you know yeah and closing closing night of a show is just this beast of a thing yes and they didn't get to have that for a lot of broadway shows not just beetlejuice it's sad. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's different because the I remember closing nights for NYTC. It was we did speeches, we mm-hmm. did whatever. We were all in tears, but it was because now they do a Sunday matinee performance. It doesn't feel the same when it's like at four o'clock. Yeah, totally. Saying goodbye to everyone, you know yeah. what I mean. But it's great because then we go straight to the after party. I think I think it makes it easier, especially for kids and um, mm, totally. grandparents. Sometimes it's a little bit harder for them to, you know, find babysitters for the kids, or mm. you can take the kids now because it's on a matinee instead of nighttime. Because kids, yeah, and also, also being closing night. You you have yeah. you know you do all the ceremony stuff at the end, yes. and if that's after a nighttime show for those young yeah. kids, like they're just going to be shattered, it and they were shattered, of course. On. I remember, yeah, Greece. I remember that was a that was a big one because a lot of people left a lot of the cast, so that was a lot of people saying goodbye and all this stuff, and you could tell the parents were like, okay, let's let's get the kids out because we need to get home because yeah. they're going to be they're going to be you know stroppy and a lot of them have um you know they'd have a day rest and then go straight back to school Mm. Um, but now they kind of place it strategically where it's close to the holidays so they don't just finish on a sunday they've got to go to school on a monday yeah i don't know it's closing night is something else and gala night's always Mm. always fun doing the celebration outside of the show and um yeah i think it's really cool parents get to see the take photos of the kids in costume and yeah. i think yeah. that's a missed opportunity for some theater companies they don't let their parents be able to take photos with their kids in costume mm. with them because that's a huge thing especially if you have like a, a younger sibling um they want to they want to take a photo with you mm. in the costume i mean when i when we did wizard of oz back and i don't remember when we did it my grandparents came to see it and mum wrote in and asked if I could go out and take photos with them at the end of the show. Mm. And they were like, yeah, uh, no problem. Like that's absolutely fine. And as soon as I stepped outside full lion costume, everyone's like rushing, going, give me photos, give me photos. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I see my grandparents. I'm like, sorry, I got to go to them. I was like, I know. Want me to sign the program? <laughs> no, I'm the lion. Yeah, I'm the lion guys. Hi, that's do you know right. me? Um, but yeah, so some people probably have a random photo with them with a personal lion costume on their computer. The makeup and stuff is so good that you wouldn't even know it was you. (laughs) No, not many people did, to be honest. Like a friend of mine came up and they're like, can I have a photo? I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, how did you enjoy the show? And I see their name and they're like, what? I was like, it's me, Caleb. And they're like, oh, How did you not realize I sound the exact same? Yeah. You knew I was performing tonight as the lion. Do you think it was just someone random? We pay yeah, people to come in. just yeah. dresses up as the lion just for fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, NYTC should start doing that. NYTC people, if you're listening, start taking photos. So you then went to university for documentary filmmaking. Yes. Good old doco director. Yeah. yeah. What made you just decide to go into that? Um, I remember cause my dad used to work in TV quite a lot. He mm-hmm. did um, TV and Z and then he did TV three. He was, he was the director of programming, uh, for TV three at one point, which was quite cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would, we'd always talk about that kind of stuff and I've always been into like, I'll watch a movie or a TV show or whatever. And then I'll watch it again and kind of look at it a bit differently. Mm. Um, and we'd always talk about TV shows and movies 
and being like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Now this one was awful. <laughs> I was going to go to university, but I didn't get enough uh, UE credits. I think I was like two off. Nice. And so I couldn't go to university like a proper one, yeah. uh, like Auckland or AUT. So I was like, this is probably a perfect opportunity for me to do something that I want to do. Mm. Um, you know, and I mean, it's a great industry to be a part of. So yeah, did that. It's a one year course, but I think you can make it a two year now or something like mm. that. Not too sure. Um, so yeah, did that for a year. Incredible experience. Definitely met a lot of cool people. I mean, my two lecturers were two of the best human beings I've ever met in my entire life. And it was great. One of them, her daughter started doing NYTC. All right. Um, and she's like, I think she's about seven or eight uh, years old. And yeah, she's just a, a ball of energy and she's cool. Her name's Bijou. What a great, great. name. That is a great it's name. It's a great, incredible <laughs> name. Um, and yeah, started working in TV. I worked for Warner Brothers New Zealand, did First Dates New Zealand, worked on that. Mm -hmm. Did some stuff for the block uh, NZ for both. I think for 2016, I think I did something on 2017. I can't remember. Um, but the 2016 one was like open homes, did that. And I did the um, live auction stuff. So I was building the set for it and helping all that stuff. And then I worked, worked for Greenstone, which is the production house that does Police 107 and Border Security. Yeah. Great shows. And great shows. They, they were honestly great. My first day there the president of the company was leaving mm -hmm. so we had a big kfc lunch nice <laughs> i'd like i did bring lunch that day because i was like cool kfc i worked on a cool uh, kind of web series um young ocean explorers which is all about kind of the um it's about a dad and his daughter doing going to different parts of the world looking at um, reefs and looking at different uh, like mammals and animals and fish and all that kind of stuff, which was really cool. Hmm. Did logged three terabytes of footage. I know the feeling. That, yeah. That took about six months to do. Yeah. Um, and then I was lucky enough to do some of the editing for it, which was quite cool that I worked with them again for another couple months and then slowly realized that I was not enjoying it as much as I was at a certain point sure. at the beginning. Um, and then I was like, what do I actually really want to do? And then I talked to Seamus Ford, who used mm -hmm. to be the uh, assistant director at uh, NYTC, a friend of mine, and I knew he was doing teaching and I've always kind of had it in the back of my brain. I was like, I do want to do teaching because I love working with kids and doing all this stuff. So sure. teaching of performing arts or just, um, just primary school teacher. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I talked to him and I think it was during Peter Pan um, or something like that. And we had a chat about maybe 10, 15 minutes. And I was, I went home and I was like, mum, I need to look at uh, universities for teaching. And mm -hmm. now I'm in my final year. So next year I will be a primary school teacher. Amazing. Which is, which is weird, but <laughs> I, I'm loving it. I'm excited. To, I'm ready to go, ready to have my own classroom of, 30 plus students ready to teach but um to your point that you that you brought up before about like teaching performing arts it's definitely going to be the main like one of my main things because i've been to schools we work in classrooms we meet with the principals and so many principals are like we have so many male teachers that just want to do pe 
Mm-hmm. We need ones that don't want to teach year six. I want to teach the younger kids, uh, yeah. maybe like year three and four, mm-hmm. maybe even younger if I have to. I don't really mind. I said, you know, I love doing performing arts, love all that stuff. And I want to be the one that's working on the musicals, yeah, working with the choirs, um, want to do all that stuff and be able to bring, because I know some schools don't do any kind of musical theatre programs. Totally. And I think the kids are just missing out Mm. on it. Because, I mean, in primary, having that chance to do the musical at Brownsbury Primary is the musical of Rats. Um, (laughs) I was always like, this is, I know this is what I want to do and I want to continue doing it. Some kids don't have the chance to be able to do that, you know? Mm. A lot of schools are um, sports focused or um, academic. So they don't get the chance to be like, you know, they might paint you know, have a painting class and they realize they want to do that for the rest of their lives or they got to play guitar and they know that they want to do it. And I definitely want to give the, the kids an opportunity to be able to discover what they want to do. If that's sports, if that's singing, acting, whatever, I need to give those kids a chance to where they're able to find out that rather than me forcing it down their throats, being like, you're doing singing now, you're yeah. doing sports. That's your career. But if it's my kids, it's fine. Um, but if it's someone else's, yeah, definitely why I got into it. Um, so yeah, TV, uh, studying at South Sea has kind of brought me into teaching, which is kind of weird, but and I think, didn't think it would happen. I think performing arts can help not just in the performing side, but even being brought into the classroom just to even just teach, you know, English or even maths or whatever. Like it can be a teaching style that you can employ to to teach those things yeah and i've i've always wanted to recreate i keep throwing it back to school of rock mm-hmm. um in the movie where the principal comes in and he's like he's got a guitar sitting over the side yeah he's like oh that's how i've been teaching maths yeah and he like plays it and starts singing like he asks people math questions they have to sing it back to him i would yeah. love to do something like that because it'd be it's fun yeah I, I mean music music is maths exactly performing arts is so many different aspects of like mm. normal day lives. I mean, if I didn't do performing arts and even if I knew you'd be like, want to do a podcast? I'd be like, absolutely not. Cause I'm not confident, <laughs> but doing performing yeah. arts, I'm like, yeah, get me on. I yeah, asked totally. you if I could be on it. Yeah, you did. Like, come on. <laughs> I guessed it too. I you, you guessed asked it. before you knew it was a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if you were like, what could it be? Your guesses. And I was like, if it's a podcast, I'm coming on. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I was right, which was great. Also, thought you you were making and selling music gear, and I was like, "That's also cool." But podcasts, I love it. I love this stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to make music gear. So <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> I saw the head, like the picture of the headphones and the mic. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, you're doing something. You know, might be selling stuff or whatever." No, no, no that's cool. I love it. But yeah, so I think performing arts gives the kids something to look forward to, also mm. in the classroom, but also in life. Yeah, to where they can kind of discover what they're going to do and who they're going to be. And I mean, I always had great teachers to where they were like, you know, we did sports one week and then we did music the next one and then we did painting and then we do all this kind of stuff to where we were able to do what the curriculum made the teachers do. But we also had time to figure out that we wanted to do it rather than, mm. okay, you only get to do one lesson of each now you have to choose which one you're doing for the rest of the year you know um Mm. 
I think giving the kids more opportunity to feel it out, like feel the subject out and then make a decision rather than going, okay, one lesson, one lesson, one lesson, cool, choose. You can only do one of those for the rest of the year. And people would make that choice sometimes. A lot of boys I know would say sports. I'm not a sports person. I'm very much a performer. (laughs) Same. You touched on that your dad lives in the US. Mm -hmm. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I was wondering if you have any desire to follow in that sort of trajectory to move elsewhere i i definitely do for teaching we have to do two years in new zealand and then we get fully qualified to where we could go overseas and teach i def i definitely want to go to um america i'd love to do new york but on a teacher's salary probably not feasible (laughs) but even if i did homeschooling there um, for some kids it would also give me an opportunity to be like let me go audition for things let me meet people it's great. My dad, some of the people he knows, was writing a musical recently. I don't think it's happening anymore, but they were writing one for Broadway. And, you know, they know some Broadway people. And also knowing Jonathan Alva, who's the artistic director at NYTC, he knows yeah. so many people. So having contacts and, I mean, one of dad's friends works for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Mm. Um, so she's really close with Michael J. Fox, uh, which would be incredible to meet him. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's real cool to do that stuff. I know some people that have moved to America to follow in that, in in those kind of steps and having dad as a citizen now makes my life a little bit easier to go and do those kind of things. So definitely want to do it probably within like the next five years, maybe. Yeah. Might go, might go looking around, might go to Australia, New York, maybe LA. I'd probably go LA actually. Yeah, maybe even China because I know that they they were looking that they've been looking for someone to run like a musical theater department in a school, and you know you get your own translator, you get all this kind of stuff. So in Japan, I'd love to go to Japan. Found out that I'm part Japanese. You wouldn't guess it from me. Uh, I would not. Guess no, it. <laughs> part Japanese, Korean, and Chinese. My How ancestors. So? <laughs> So we didn't know my, well, we knew that my grandfather was, uh, he didn't know his dad. So we found out that on my grandfather's dad's side, there's Japanese, Korean, Chinese. So I've got like a little bit of all of those things, but that's cool. um, Ever since then, I'm like, I love to learn about the culture. I love to go to the countries. Um, It'll be a little bit harder to go to China, especially now um, Mm -hmm. and Japan. And Korea, really. When it all dies down. When it all dies down, probably in a couple of years. I just know as soon as that all finishes, everyone's going to travel overseas. I can just, you can just feel Everyone's going to do everything. It's going to be hectic. Yeah, but it's going to be great for tourism economies. And, uh, oh, yeah. Hey, if people want to buy sunglasses from Sunglass Style uh, in Albany, <laughs> come, and, come down and let me know. <laughs> do you get commission? I do not. I do uh, not. But um, I was going to say. Buy all the glasses from Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> just, just say Kiwi Dreams, and I'll give you ten percent off. <laughs> and then I'll know. I'll be like, oh yeah, ten percent. He won't. Don't do that. I would. Do you have the authority to give ten percent off? <laughs> I do actually. I do. Oh nice. Well, do that then. Yeah, come down, Albany. I work Friday five till nines and Sundays ten to five thirty. Nice. Come on down. <laughs> come on down, partner. Another question. What is your favorite role that you've played? I do note that there is a Shrek mask on the shelf behind you. There he is. <laughs> it's quite terrifying. It is but... a little bit terrifying. Um, 
But yeah, no, absolute favorite role that I played, Shrek, hands down. Nice. It was a role where I finally got to be funny. I could make my own jokes. I was given a little bit of leniency to be uh, funny and make my own little, you know, ad lib sometimes. And um, yeah, it was fun and got to bring him back to one of yours, Donkey. The two girls that I got to work with, because they did all girls for Donkey, the two that I got to work with were just absolutely incredible and we were all able to bounce off of each other amelia and rosie they were just so much fun you know we were able to have little jokes that we would crack up at and we had so much fun on stage with uh the fiona's getting to do with uh emily robinson and alice hansen two incredible performers mm-hmm. being with them who are just absolutely incredible i felt like i had to step up with my performing you know sure. what i mean like you want to be as good as the the ones that you're sharing the stage with but the worst thing about being shrek was that we had to wear our clothes we had to wear long pants a fat suit a shirt mm-hmm. another shirt and then like a little waistcoat with big boots and then the mask yeah. on yeah friday night i one of my shows i came backstage like half time and I just had to be fan because me yeah. and poor Rosie Leishman were ready to faint. We were ready just to lie down and go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the donkeys were wearing like a full like fur suit mm-hmm. at like the, the head stuff with the ears. They had things over their hands. They had boots yeah. on. They were just, especially Rosie Leishman, who was nuts. She was running around on stage going bonkers. By the end of the show, her makeup was just pouring down her face Mm -hmm. and yeah absolutely loved it would love to play shrek again was gonna audition for the australian one but they had casted shrek and to be in the chorus you had to know how to tap and i'm a bad dancer anyway so (laughs) it was shrek or nothing (laughs) shrek or bust or farquad i'd love to do farquad too that'd be fun only prerequisite for farquad is you have to have good knees Oh, then I'm out. I've got bad knees. <laughs> I've got the lower body of an 80-year-old. I've got so many problems. The feet, ankles, knees, hips, lower back, I'm out. To put me in one of those things, I'd be gone within two seconds. We have touched on the isolation stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. What have you been doing during this isolation to kind of get by? I've just been recording some videos, mm-hmm. uh, me singing. Don't know if I'll put them out, to be honest. Come on. I know. I'm one of those people. I'm like, I don't want to do it. But if someone pressures me, I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me be the one to press you. Okay, I'll do it. Now. Do it. Um, got to edit them, though. Need to edit that kind of stuff. Oh, you've um, got to edit it. Oh, yeah. Trying out new songs, like different theatre songs. Um, ones that I would never think to sing ever in my entire life. Yeah, and being looking at different kind of pop songs to get ready for auditions. I mean, rock songs as well, trying to find stuff that's in my vocal range because everyone wants to sing Queen, but when you're a tenor baritone, you cannot sing Freddie Mercury as well as mm-hmm. you think you can, <laughs> especially for auditions. Most, um, most people can't sing Freddie Mercury as no. well as they think they can. Freddie Mercury and Adam Lambert, they're the only two that can yeah. sing yeah. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, just trying to figure out different songs and i got to find like monologues and all that kind of stuff for auditions. Was going to audition for Rent down in the Court Theatre in Christchurch. But that's been cancelled. Yeah, I couldn't make it down to Christchurch anyway for the auditions. It's going to be interesting to see how the theatre kind of industry is going to come back. Yeah, it'll be the last thing to 
kind of come back. But I, I do think it will come back, and it will come yeah. back in force because theatre people are hungry for theatre. Oh, yeah. I mean, Apple Santa Music, we've postponed to December. NYTC Little Mermaid's postponed to end of November, early December. Encore yeah. uh, doing Cinderella has postponed to December. Not too sure what Center Stage is been doing but they probably postponed a lot of stuff yeah we're just we're waiting to get the all clear we're ready to perform mm-hmm. i've got the uh my first script read through tomorrow for sound of music on a zoom call um amazing with all of us there so yeah we're we're all just biting at the bit to be able to go back and yeah. do what we want to do i know it's the first rehearsal back will be everyone will be so excited and we're ready to go and yeah, I'm just ready. I'm ready to finally perform such music. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Excited to do the podcast as well during lockdown. Giving people something to do, you know? Yeah, I mean, podcasts are so big these days. Can't be bothered doing anything. Chuck a podcast on. If I'm going for a walk, I listen to a podcast. Or Yeah, that's the thing. It's something that you can do while doing other things. Whereas, yeah, you know, I mean, watching, watching stuff, you can't really do. Yeah. You can't really move around while watching stuff. No. But with a podcast, you can. Yeah, I think with podcasts as well, there's, you can do it about anything. Mm-hmm. You can do it about trees. People are going to listen, you know? I was thinking about doing podcasts like when I become a teacher and doing, um, like, talking to other teachers about everything and stuff like that. And people would listen, yeah. you know? Doing theatre, I mean, there's a huge theatre community everywhere in the world that people are going to listen, even if it's mm-hmm. in America they're going to listen to New Zealand ones, you know what I mean? Um, so I think definitely a good little startup, James. Look at you. Thank you. little genius. Hey, <laughs> eh? Nothing better to do uh, while being unemployed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do? Uh, let's just do this. <laughs> yeah. If I had the brains to do it, I would have done it. But Beat you to it. Damn it. I'm going to do one now and call it, I don't know, New Zealand Dreams. Call it. West End. West End. Kiwi Dreams. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That'd no. be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Coming towards the end. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as we said, this podcast is called Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And that, and that's because it's my dream to kind of work in, work professionally in the theatre and stuff. Yeah. So my question to you is, what is your Kiwi Dream? Oh, that's a good one. Is it filmmaking? Is it performing? You've touched on the teaching thing. I think for me personally, I would love to do performing as a career. But for my teaching, I wouldn't leave teaching unless I knew that I would have a con- like continuous career. Sure. You know what I mean? Like if I were to be part of Phantom, I mean, it's, it's Phantom's never going to close. Like close. They're never. <laughs> They've closed once and like a year or something later, they reopened. Yeah. On Broadway. They're, they're close now, going. but they're going to reopen. They're going to reopen. You, Everyone yeah. knows Phantom, and that's one that's consistent. Uh, everyone loves it. Everyone will watch it. I would definitely leave teaching for that uh, to be able to perform consistently. Even if I did like a world tour and was just the same show, I would love it. But I think for teaching, my kind of Kiwi dream is to be able to build a theatre community and programs within schools. Sure. I would love to go to schools with a group of people and talk about theatre and be able to present a theatre program that they can trial at schools, that they could do something Mm. like that to where they could, you know, we would help them get the rights 
for musicals would help them stage it would help costume it you know would come in and direct and choreograph a musical direct i think that would be great uh anyone out there don't steal my idea that is mine um <laughs> i would i would absolutely copyright. love to yeah copyright boom done it my lawyer will see you shortly um <laughs> i would absolutely love to be able to build a bigger community in new zealand just because new zealand we do have a great theater community and it, it is big but compared to other countries uh, like australia america England, lots of different countries where we are far behind because great theatre programs, like theatre companies, like youth theatre, but when it comes to adult theatre, it's not as big as it could or should be. Totally. And it's, I think it's quite exclusive as well in that kind of world. Yeah. I feel like you need to get in early and young and stay with them to where you will keep being brought in. I know like Becca Head, she was meant to be doing Glinda and Wicked, I think, in New Plymouth, because what she did it in Christchurch, somewhere else. Can't remember exactly where she did it again. I don't know. I was in the Christchurch one. I know that. <laughs> yes, that's right. I remember that. Um, she worked on NYTC's uh, Wizard of Oz, and I was working with her. I was her intern, and mm-hmm. she is just incredible person and performer. And she will just be if you go, Becca. Hey, do you have any contacts that I could? talk to about getting into doing shows or auditions she'd be like yeah here you go here's a whole list she helped me a lot kind of be more confident to do auditions but yeah i think building a bigger community for youth especially is going to help them and bring a you know if you get a big influx of kids they're going to continue for ages and you're going to have a bigger theatre community here. I mean, it's great what uh, Amici does, you know, doing Les Mis, they did Mamma Mia, doing Mary Poppins, which is being postponed, so hopefully opening soon. Uh, Amici's great. So yeah, there are there are some, but there could definitely be more, if you get what I'm saying, homie. I do get what you're saying. Homie G. Homie G. <laughs> my goodness. But yeah, that's, those are my Kiwi dreams. And on that note... <laughs> Thank you for listening to Broadway and other Kiwi dreams. Thank you. Thank you for coming, Caleb, and we'll see you you in the next one. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing a conversation between two great friends. You can find Caleb on Instagram at real underscore Caleb underscore Brown. Want to find out what Caleb looks like? Head on over to the podcast website. There, you'll find headshots of all the guests, as well as myself, so you can finally put faces to the voices. The link to the website is in the description. You can also find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links are also in the description. Join me next week as I talk to someone who is literally living the title of this podcast on Broadway and other Kiwi dreams. Dreams.